is a with them. Sorry. Sorry. Um, yeah. um, this is cutting out periodically. I don't know what's going on. Can you hear me? Yeah. Okay. It just gave me a message. Um, that was me. Sorry. Oh, I forgot oh, no to problem. start recording. Okay. Um, the, fi the five foot nine inch width of the spa is only, uh, it, it, and that is one foot 10 inches back from the rear property line. Um, and the permitted ADU, which is 20 feet wide, um, would leave a remainder on our rear property line of almost, uh, of, of 40.40 percent of our rear property line provides well more than five foot setback for the Eastern property, our neighbors. Uh, Ms. Ford and Mr. Kasani at all. So, um, and that setback is over, is over 50 feet. It's 52 and a half feet of setback we're giving where our, where our property intersects Mr. Kasani's property. Um, none of his house itself intersects nor any of the other houses intersect with where this spa is located um, in terms of the rear property line. When not in use, the spa would be covered by the previously permitted patio covering, which is a teak wood on surface on two by four sleepers on the four inch uh, concrete patio slab, which has already been constructed and completed. This was permitted by the city in 2019. Um, and um, the spa mechanical equipment would be located in a uh, vault concrete, three foot deep concrete vault covered uh, uh, with the same patio wood and sleepers um, and uh, would be 14 and it, the as built is 14 and a half feet from uh, the rear property line. So more than four and a half feet uh, further than required by the code. The eight, um, the, the state mandated that the city of Sausalito expedite and remove barriers to the approval of conversions of, of uh, uh, to accessory dwelling units, um, including them exempting them from rear, rear setback requirements uh, in order to increase the density and housing stock in California. And that's what happened here when we applied and, and were approved over the neighbor's objection for this um, ADU that we've built. Uh, 20 foot wide, that was the exact same footprint as the previous longstanding garage with view windows facing east um, towards their property and the, and the bay. Uh, the Valley Street Homeowners Association was well aware of the existence of this garage when they purchased their property decades ago. It was, it was there well before they lived there, I believe. And um, adding um, a near five foot nine inch wide underground spa in a patio, already approved patio, one foot 10 inches away from the rear property line, further away than the ADU, has no impact on the Valley Street HOA's property and certainly no more impact than the already approved and completed ADU and its patio, which allows people to stand and walk all the way up to the property line, rear property line, as is. These people would be underground in a spa when they're using it. And when they're not using it, it would be covered by the patio. Um, the neighbors who I, I would like to, one person that came in late here was uh, Mr. Tim Brinkman. I'd like to 
ask if uh, I, I asked if he could be here today. He's our neighbor on the south side. Uh, may I have, may I, Mr. Horder, may I allow him to well, speak or is that later? David, yeah, he, he'll be able to speak later. Okay, no problem. Um, so all the neighbors have consented to this um, location of the spa, except for Ms. Kassan, Mr. Kasani and Ms. Ford and the HOA on the east. Um, I have shown every good faith effort to try and engage Ms. Ford and Mr. Kasani to work with them to try and address any and all of their concerns. And I continue being willing to do so. I've called their attorney, Mr. Ziegler. I offered to reduce the size of the spa and the location of the spa from the, and, and increase the, the setback. Uh, Mr. Ziegler's response was, you don't wanna do that, it's too expensive. Well, we are willing to do it in order to get peace with our neighbors. Uh, and order to have this variance approved. Uh, so uh, what the neighbors have shown, unfortunately, is a bit of a scorched earth uh, approach to objecting without um, discernment or consideration of what I am actually communicating to them about what I'm willing to do. They can't take yes for an answer in this case. And I have, uh, and so I, I would like an opportunity to respond after they make their statement today, because I'm sure I will have some things to say to that. But um, we, have, we have gone beyond what I think is reasonable at this point to try and engage them and try and give them, ev address every single one of their concerns, sound, privacy, drainage, um, visual, every single one has been addressed in our justifications under the September 24th, 2022 letter that we submitted to the Mr. Horter for the revised, just, revised justifications for this new proposal that uh, the city is tentatively approving. Um, so uh, we have provided all of these justifications uh, a through F, I believe it is. And um, as Ms. Uh, Gonzalez specified, I wanna make a point before um, uh, Mr. Uh, Ziegler um, presents. Uh, during my conversation with him by phone uh, a month or so ago, he seemed to be uh, focused on, well, nobody's got a right to a spa. Nobody has, there's no need for a spa. You can't justify a spa. But the, unfortunately, Mr. Ziegler is looking at only one portion of section A, subsection A of the SMC section 10.68.050, which say, states the justification has to show there are exceptional or extraordinary circumstances or conditions applying to the property involved or to the intended use of the property that do not apply generally to other property or uses in the same district. We are arguing and we supported our justification letter by focusing on the exceptional and extraordinary circumstances and conditions applying to the property involved, not to the intended use of the property. 
Here, the exceptional limited amount of usable outdoor space is for the, for the existing four units, and in particular, 18D Second Street, the ADU, is the justification. And I went in very, uh, in a lot of detail in the justification letter as to how this lot has only 4,227 and a half usable square feet. It's got 37% more density than the code envisions. Um, it's the usable outdoor space is exceptionally limited. It's less than 1,084 feet for all four units. All four units, a thousand, a little over a thousand square feet of outdoor space is available. This is, and then you would subtract from that the outdoor space available just for the ADU. And that is reduced down to 72 square feet because the outdoor space on the east side of the ADU is not usable for a spa. It's a little narrow eight and a half inch, uh, not even a walkway. Um, and then the remainder of the patio is access to go in and out of the patio from the public. So you, for, for the uh, occupants. So you can't have a spa right in front of a ADU's front door. Um, and in front of a staircase to get to the patio. So there's no other way to get to the ADU than, than so the only area available for this spa is where we located it. Um, we have talked about, um, you know, eight, well, uh, let me back up a second. The ADU's net, nest, the construction of an ADU necessarily increases density. That's the point of ADUs, to increase density for housing. The code allows ADUs, but if you allow an ADU, you can't expect someone not to be able to access their ADU or beneficially use the ADU to use the even more limited outdoor space left when you build an ADU. So um, that's what we're dealing with here. And I, the, the neighbors and Mr. Ziegler may not like the ADU law, but times are changing. I know they've lived here since probably the 70s or 60s, but times are changing and density is changing. And the city is, is mandated by the state to allow these ADUs to go through with uh, without um, uh, long delays. And, and hey, David? Yeah. It's been a little over 15 minutes. So okay. typically I'll, we only like 15 I'll minutes. Yeah, I will Thank wrap you. it up. Sure. Um, so, uh, density must increase and we must be allowed to make use of the space we do have, which is already exceptionally limited on this lot compared to other R3 um, uh, uh, zoned uh, properties. Um, the city granted variances before for exactly the same um, collective conditions that are here. For example, nine Edwards Avenue, unique physical limitations on available outdoor space, the age of the residents, building coverage of the existing residents, the parcel small size, the limited amount of usable outdoor space. They all apply here um, as, as set forth in the September 24th letter. Um, there's other properties at 18, 22, and 26 Atwood Avenue, three and a half, three and a half blocks away with decks almost entirely over their uh, rear property lines, uh, rear property setbacks. And, um, other ones along 10th, uh, 2nd Street, which I've outlined in the, in the letter. Um, 
there, um, we've gone through the hardship scenarios, which are, are illustrated visually in our plan uh, set. Uh, hardship scenario one, which is it's already been and two and three. And I just want to make a correction to what Ms. Gonzalez said. The reason that the hardship scenario number two in the backyard of 18A Second Street is not is uh, is is a hardship scenario, uh, exceptional or extraordinary circumstances that makes it unnecessarily hard, is because not just because it is five foot high, five feet higher than the ADU patio, and therefore no access but it's also immediately below the windows of Mr. Brinkman's um, uh, uh, property at 12 and 14 Second Street. And it actually would be closer to Mr. Kasani's house if it were there um, than it is in its as-built or the proposed location. Um, as far as the uh, uh, substantial property right um, uh, pre preservation, uh, uh, subsection C, the, the letter goes through this and I won't belabor it, but there are several different uh, properties within a few blocks of this that have spas or, or pools that are adjacent to or very close to their property lines. Um, I'd like to note kind of ironically that uh, 203 Valley Street, which is one of Miss uh, Ford's properties, has a spa in an enclosed room near the rear property line. Um, this is a very densely developed area of Old Town. Um, all the properties around us, except for ours, are intruding on their setbacks with us. We're the only ones providing our setbacks for all these people, including Mr. Cassani and Ms. Ford. For example, Mr. Ford and Ms. Cassani built, illegally built a 10 foot high fence on the east side of our property, east side of the- So David, 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 we're not here to debate what's, no. what's existing. I, I need to get you through this so I can get okay. to the public comment. Okay, all right, I'll, I'll wrap it up. Um, the, uh, you could, the, the, audio, uh, the audio engineer's uh, report speaks for itself. There's no sound impact. The decibels would be, the equivalent of the to 30, 40 decibels would be like a quiet rural area or a library or bird calls. And that's based upon his report. Um, we're, uh, there's no visual impact, it's underground. There's no privacy impact. It's, there's no bedrooms that face the direction of the spa from the east. And, um, There's no drainage impact. In fact, it improves the drainage from what it was before by directing all the surface water from the patio and the spa and the equipment, equipment vault into the sewer ejection system that we built for the ADU to push it up to the main on Second Street instead of draining into the, um, instead of draining into the Ms. Ms. Ford's property. So this is an improvement. In addition to the other drainage improvements we provided, voluntarily in order to address her concerns unilaterally uh, because we didn't have any discussion with her about it. She wouldn't talk to us about it. Um, if this is in harmony with uh, the, the, the city's decision is in harmony with the general purpose and intent. Um, and uh, we just, in closing, I would say that 
We request, uh, we, we, we appreciate the city uh, 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 appearing to approve uh, rear setback variants, allowing the 18Ds uh, spas each east edge to be located one foot 10 inches from the rear property line um, or as close, uh, we are willing if, they, if you're, if uh, Mr. Hordert, if you in your discretion believe something closer to the rear property line is justified, we're willing to work with that as well. Um, we're basically willing to work with whatever your discretion advises. Okay, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And with that, I'll open it up to public comment and I'll start. I, you don't need to show me your hands. There's only three of you on here. So I'll open it up with you, Ms. Ford. You're on mute. Oh. <laughs> Sorry about that. That's okay. Good afternoon, Mr. Gordert and attendees. I'm Carolyn Ford, one of the four owners of the neighboring Valley Street Homeowners Association property. On behalf of the association, I would like to summarize our history with Mr. Ruda's project. When Mr. Ruda applied for the ADU, he began threatening to cut a hole in our fence so that his ADU could have a view. At first, we thought it was a bad joke as the view would be of our parking lot. When we found him in the parking lot measuring our fence and continuing his threats, we realized he was serious. We told him he couldn't cut a hole in the fence, that it had been there for years, which Olga Murray, another owner of the property and a resident since the 60s can verify. The Homeowners Association submitted a letter to the city objecting to the eyesore and lack of privacy this action would cause and ask if the fence was part of the project. We did not get a response from the city. Mr. Ruda persisted with his threats until the Homeowners Association was forced to hire a surveyor. At the same time, Mr. Ruda was building covertly an unpermitted in-ground spa only a few inches from our property line that was covered from view by construction materials. The spa is most likely finished by now as despite repeated requests to stop the work, the city was not able to do so. Also during the spa project, Mr. Ruda built drains to empty onto our property twice, which the city did stop. All of this activity is overshadowed by Mr. Ruda's intentions to deceive the city with his initial paperwork. During our surveyor's work in placing the position of our fence, Ms. Carruthers discovered possible encroachments on our property and we engaged her to document the encroachments. Ms. Carruthers discovered that Mr. Ruda illegally had drawn his plans to look like a survey and then had an engineer unqualified to do surveys sign it. This he submitted to the city. Ms. Carruthers found several encroachments on our property, including a new walkway behind 
the ADU and a retaining wall. As a result of all of these approvals or actually not permitted approval, and that's why we're here today, uh, we now have a spa within three inches of our property or so. We strongly oppose the spa. It's a noise nuisance. It will be a noise nuisance. It's a privacy issue. And we also strongly oppose the intended fence alterations, a privacy and aesthetics issue. We live on our property as opposed to Mr. Ruta's out of town residency. And these are clearly, clearly quality of life issues. Based on our surveyor's findings, we ask that the city deny the spa application. I simply cannot understand how the city could approve an application such as this, unpermitted, uh, with all the various property violations that we've experienced. I do believe those need to be addressed before this project can go forward. Um, with that, I'd like to turn it over to our legal counsel, Mr. Ziegler, uh, to speak about the legal issues that we see with this. And I'm hoping, uh, Mr. Horter, that you can give him more than three, the three minutes that he would be allowed time to speak on behalf or use the time um, that the other people in our organization would have had. I don't think he needs more than 10 minutes, but we would really appreciate that. Well, we typically keep public comment to three minutes. I've already let you go over uh, a minute or so. So um, we'll see how it goes. I, I don't have a problem with listening to him. Okay, thank you. Oh, you're on mute. Okay, so um, I'd like to introduce Mr. Bill Ziegler uh, to talk about the legal issues um, that we have in regard to this project. Are you uh, unmuted, Bill? I hope so. Yeah, uh, can is. you hear me? Okay. Yeah. All right, thank you. Uh, good afternoon, pleasure to meet you. Uh, as uh, Ms. Ford said, I represent the members of the association and the association. Uh, I'll be as uh, succinct as I can. Uh, I'd like to get to the findings that have to be made for a variance, but first, just a couple other comments uh, that do relate to that. Uh, the, the first comment is, uh, uh, it appears to me that the notice given was inadequate and was not given properly. We just, I just learned about it two days ago. Uh, nobody got, I don't know where notices were sent and no, I looked for them. I went down to city hall, there's no notice there. I, I've looked all over there, no notice, but uh, certainly not the substance of this hearing, but seems, seems to me that uh, notice was inadequate. Um, the um, but a key comment that I wanna make is that the, Findings made by the city and amplified by Mr. Ruda 
uh, are all written and, and relate to the ADU. Uh, but the ADU is there. There's no variance being sought for the ADU. Uh, they're, they're all written as if the AD, ADU was getting a variance. Uh, it's not, and I think uh, what Mr. Ruta needs is a variance for the spot. Uh, but I want to suggest to you, uh, if you look closely at the findings that are made, uh, you could make the identical findings for any number of other things uh, because they all talk about the ADU. For example, um, if you wanted to do a barbecue pit there, a child slide or storage for equipment uh, or additional parking or any other number items, uh, all you'd need to do on these findings as I read them and as they've been talked about uh, are change the word from spot to barbecue pit. Uh, and you'd be hearing exactly the same thing as we're hearing today. Uh, what what is was being contested and we have a problem with is the spa uh, the spa for which no permit was ever obtained to my knowledge is one of the first things I looked at uh, Mr. Ruda was warned and told uh, they needed a permit for that uh, but we have no information about him ever getting a permit to do it he just went ahead I've been there I looked at it uh, and today he's kind of going down the same line, he's talking as if the uh, spa is being moved. Uh, I don't know, maybe he's torn it up, but when I visited the property over a month ago, uh, there was poured concrete several feet deep, uh, retaining walls and so forth. Uh, and he's talking to us as if he's moved it. I don't think he has, unless he's torn up all that construction work that was clearly visible uh, there. So uh, you could put anything there on the basis of these findings, anything that didn't go above ground or maybe just sat on the ground, maybe it's a slide for uh, the, the children that live in the ADU. I don't know, but there's nothing been said about why a spa is part of an ADU. Uh, I so I think the findings that are made are from the get-go, uh, inappropriate uh, and are using the ADU as an excuse. Um, you wouldn't, the property being the way it is, if you had a house there, would have been there forever and you just want to put a spy in uh, or whatever else, you'd have to address that. Uh, what do you want to put in and why is that appropriate there? Why should we make an exception uh, for a spot? And uh, that is all problematic because uh, my, my first comment looking at this is Mr. Ruta is coming before you uh, as if uh, there's some equity in this. And variances are an equity uh, a solution to regulations in a code that gives the authorizer, the permitter, which is Sausalito, uh, the ability to adapt to uh, new things that happen, new ideas and so forth. Uh, and because it is uh, an equitable relief, you've got to have, have as Mr. Ruta well knows, you've got to have clean hands. Uh, and I'm sure everybody who watches TV and any kind of legal show 
the argument is made frequently about unclean hands uh, and you don't get the relief you want because your hands are not clean. In other words, you've done something illegal and you're asking for a legal relief to it. Uh, and that is the situation here. Uh, Mr. Ruta built this without a permit. He built it encroaching on the association's property. Uh, that's been documented now. There are two encroachments there. Uh, and he went ahead and he was told about it some months ago uh, that, that he was encroaching. He's not yet justified any of that, nor has he suggested that he would remove those encroachments as a condition of him getting the relief uh, that he wants. Now, we're prepared to talk to Mr. Ruta about a reasonable solution, but not a word about fixing the problems he's caused uh, has, has been heard. So uh, just want to uh, lay that out first, uh, he, that uh, he does not deserve a variance uh, just on general legal principles, which I would like to get to. Um, There are certain findings as, um, uh, as the zoning staff knows and Mr. Ruda knows, findings that specifically have to be made to grant a variance. They're in the Sausalito uh, zoning ordinance. Uh, and uh, the findings are pretty specific. I, I don't hear them here uh, and I don't see them on the staff report. Um, First, you, there's gotta be exceptional and extraordinary conditions. Well, we've heard about different things, why this is a difficult property. Well, there isn't much property there. It's narrow and these problems are gonna arise and be there whether uh, there was an ADU there or not. Uh, there's there's a, a need if you wanna use that uh, for a spa, uh, I guess that could be brought in, as I'm saying, you, you could bring many things in. It could be done for parking, could be for a kid's play area, uh, could be for storage. Uh, you, there's, there's nothing exceptional about that that relates to a spa. Uh, so, uh, and here, the problem of, that we're addressing has been created by Mr. Ruda. He's the property owner. He started construction and we think probably has finished it without yet getting a permit for that spot. His best argument is, well, it's there. So you gotta let me have it. Uh, sorry, uh, that's not the kind of logic that I'm used to. Um, second, uh, the, the uh, second finding that has to be made is that literal enforcement of the code would result in practical difficulty or unnecessary hardship. What is the difficulty in using that area? Or what's the unnecessary hardship? Uh, the only one I can think of is that, well, the occupant of the ADU wouldn't be able to go out right out his front door and jump in the spa. But that's what he wants is a spa. But why is that a logical thing to put there given the lack of space? You could put any number of things there. So, uh, and, and the association as members has very clear problems with this being a spa. Uh, sound problem is number one, hours regulation. Uh, certainly given that the fence is there, which I hear is, has been there for over 50 or 60 years, uh, a, a lot of things could be put there because 
there's really no view of this. We're not talking about loss of view by the association. We're talking about interruptions uh, with lifestyle. In other words, late, light, late night noise, probably lighting, sounds, uh, whole, whole range of problems arise. Uh, and uh, he has prepared a sound study, which we think is inadequate. Uh, certainly has not been investigated, but you no know, uh, sound deadening materials that we know of uh, that are being used. It's just that we're being told, well, uh, it's an ADU and, and if you come out the front door, uh, the ADU would uh, or the, come out of the front door of the ADU. Uh, if you didn't move it back to where it is and encroach, uh, you'd step into the, the, the spot. So it's got to be back there as far back as you can put it. Um, but there's, there's a fence there. There's a wall that uh, Mr. Ruda has built uh, without permit, I believe. There's a walkway that never existed before. Uh, none of that was vetted with the city. Uh, I'd like Mr. Ruda to show us the permit for any of that. Uh, and here he is uh, asking for relief to the problem that he built. Um, and I think that is inequitable for everybody else. Uh, so I don't think the second finding can be made. Uh, uh, Third requirement is that uh, literal enforcement of the law would make it difficult, uh, make the problem difficult. Well, Mr. Ruta picked the location. Uh, he, he, he could have um, put the front door somewhere else if he was going to, well, he's done a lot of work on his ADU. Uh, my, my view of it was it was all attractive. Nobody's having a problem with the ADU. We're not having a problem with anybody there uh, using it. Uh, well, Mr. Ruda created a problem to, so that these findings could be made. Uh, well, it's too big. And if you came out the front door, you'd fall into the spa. So we got to move the spa out of the way. So uh, we've got to put, put this, put it back far enough that it would be safe. Well, um, sorry, but uh, the neighbors don't have to be the planners, and yet one of the findings have to, have to be made is that there's no unnecessary hardship here. Uh, the hardship is doing what Mr. Bruda is doing. Uh, I, I do want to go on uh, longer. You've been very gracious, Mr. Hort, but I find nothing in the fourth uh, requirement uh, for a variance, which is that the granting of the variance would not be materially detrimental to other properties in the area. Uh, I think that has really not been looked at uh, because I've pointed out some of the problems, uh, sound, noise, light, uh, drainage, in fact, uh, was a problem with the drainage that Mr. Ruda solves in his own way. Uh, so uh, I don't understand how that finding can be made uh, because uh, there are very specific problems that have to be dealt with. Uh, and the fifth requirement is that no special privilege would be granted. Well, uh, what, what's the special privilege or, uh, or what's the privilege that's being granted? 
uh, who else has a spy? Who else has a situation like this? We've got some addresses, but no facts. Uh, and that's generally what Mr. Ruda is dealing in, lack of facts. Uh, he's very articulate and, and uh, spells out what he wants, but uh, I, I can't find a factual determination that has to be made. Uh, and the last finding that has to be made is that uh, the variance uh, if granted, would be in harmony with the general purpose and policies of the general plan. Not a word about that. Uh, that is not addressed. Uh, what's, what's the harmony with the general plan? Uh, that you allow spas anywhere anybody wants to put it? I, I don't think that's in there. Uh, or it could be a slide. Because you, from the findings that I'm looking at, you could put umpteen things in that location. Uh, and I guess they'd all be in compliance with the general plan. So uh, my conclusion is first, there are three serious problems with this application. One is uh, notice is questionable. Uh, second, uh, I want to make it clear that the, uh, uh, the city and the zoning, uh, the planning department has no jurisdiction to grant uh, a variance over property that's being encroached upon. Uh, and there's a clear encroachment as documented by him, Ms. Carruthers. What's he gonna do about that? Not a word was mentioned. The encroachments are still there. Whatever tinkering he's done with the spa is great. Uh, looks like it's gonna be a quality, uh, of reasonably a very good quality. Uh, no problem with that, but um, how does he keep there, what he's already put there, unless he's done some major excavation in the last month. Um, because when I visited, which was approximately about a month ago, uh, there was steel going in the ground. There was concrete, I don't know, eight inches thick. I don't think anybody's heard any jackhammering. Uh, and there's not even a mention uh, of taking care of those encroachments. Uh, and lastly, as I said, I think uh, the variance findings do not relate to this project. Uh, they relate to any number of things that whatever Mr. Ruda wants to do that enhances his property, which is great, but I don't think it justifies a variance. So thank you very much for your attention. Thank you. Um, Mr. Brinkman. Yeah. Is, it Brink, um, is it Brinkman? Yeah, it's Brinkman. Um, yeah, thank you uh, for having me join here. I am um, a neighbor to the south of Mr. Ruda. I purchased 12 Second Street uh, in 2018 and then undertook a major renovation of that property. And it was very disruptive to Mr. Ruda's property. In fact, to get access to plumbing, we even had to dig a trench on Mr. Ruda's property. And throughout the process, he was very reasonable in, in terms of everything we were doing. He was pragmatic. He understood why we needed to do it. And he didn't just block something because he could. He could have made it very difficult for us to, to complete our renovation. It could have gone on in meetings like this for the next three years. And instead, he was reasonable and he saw what we were doing that it improved actually the neighborhood. 
um, having our property be nicely renovated. And so he's very cooperative. So that's the standpoint in terms of I look at uh, dealing with him. And in terms of the, the actual ADA unit, um, if anyone walks back on that property, they can look at it, that it is an improvement of the property. There's no reason that I would look at. If you're just going in and saying, this is what's being done to the property, there's no reason at all anyone would say that this doesn't make sense. I think it improves the neighborhood. It's good for the ADA or the ADU uh, unit. And having a spa is not disruptive. If you look at it too, Sausalito already has a plethora of laws related to the regulation of spas and pools. Are all those meaningless? Does he not have to abide by those? If this ends up being a noise factor, it's shut down very quickly. I mean, there's there's plenty of of rules in place, and there's no reason too to believe that this is going to be, um, you know, some late night party spa. It, it's not that at all. You look at it; it's a small spa, and it's a, it's a nice it's a nice addition to a unit. And again, I think it upgrades it upgrades that property and it upgrades the neighborhood. So, uh, from that standpoint, I just I think it it's a positive. And then, you know, the only reason I can see, you know, with people objecting is, and, I, and I'm not privy to any of this, but the only objection just by listening to the last 15 minutes really seems to be the, the path or the intricacies of getting approval for it that go through. And I know that there's complexity having to deal um, with our own permits in the city and how long it took to, to do renovations. It's very complex. And, you know, unless you're in this full time, it's very hard to weave through the, the laws and the complexity to get things done to try to improve your own property. And so I commend uh, Mr. Ruta for actually going through this to try to improve his property. And, you know, anyone who does it in Sausalito or, or the city, you know, I commend them. Um, it's, it's tough, but, um, you know, it's the reason that Sausalito is so desirable is people renovating, making places nicer. So that's all I, all I have to say. All right. Thank you very much. And with that, that's the last of the public that's on the, in the meeting. So I'll close public comment with that and bring it back to the virtual dais. Um, I do have a question for Mr. Ruda. Can you explain how you went from the previous proposal to the one foot 10 inches and two foot 10 inches, how, how you're adjusting your hot tub to do that since it's already been in the ground? Yes. Um, and, uh, and I appreciate Mr. Ziegler's question about that. Um, I've spoken to my contractor and the plan is to um, frame the, well, I'll just describe what's currently there. We have not touched the spa since 2000, December, 2020. This, the, the uh, concrete uh, vault of the spa. Um, and uh, right now it is, um, this is to be, I just wanna set the scene here. This is to be distinguished. The spa is to be distinguished from the patio. So the patio, which was permitted in 2019, as stated in our September 24th letter, and Mr. Ziegler should know this, um, it was permitted to be a concrete, four inch concrete slab with uh, two by four sleepers with 
teak, one inch teak on top. That is what we built. We poured concrete um, throughout the whole patio. The area where the as-built spa is, is sunken, of course, because it's a spa there, but it's still concrete going down and that was framed with walls underneath the ground they, when they poured that. So, but the patio and the cover and everything going to the property line, the rear property line is actually the patio. It's not, and that, that's a misnomer that Ms. Carruthers was misunderstanding when she did her survey, she was calling the pat, what, it wasn't done yet. The patio wasn't completed yet. So she was making assumptions that aren't correct. But the patio itself goes, the teak, the sleepers, and the concrete go all the way to the property line. Um, and uh, so to answer your question, um, we would be uh, framing uh, the east side of the, of the hole where the spa is, which encompasses, you know, the entire east seat of the spa and cover and, and fill that in with concrete. We would extend the uh, plumbing that is there so that it would not be interfered with. There's some uh, intake and so forth that just need to be rerouted slightly, but that's a matter of some, some 90 degree angles and so forth, but it's not going to change uh, that too much. So it would be filling it in. There would be no demolition. It would just be construction. Well, you're just filling in basically the back wall of the, of the spa. Correct. So like okay. the, the back third of the spa or so approximately. Okay. Back quarter, yeah. maybe. I, yeah. I, was, I was trying to figure out how you were gonna make this, the spa smaller essentially. Right. Um, and with, with a greater setback. Yeah. Okay. And I just want to reiterate that the cover of the spa, which is the patio, is the same as it was already. It's, it's, it's resting on the concrete on the sides of the spa, not obviously on the spa because there's, there's a hole there, but there, it is still resting as permitted on the concrete slab all around the spa. Okay. All right. Um, do, am I going to have a quick opportunity to respond to some of these statements? Um, how much time do you think it's going to take? Um, I would say five to seven minutes. All right, I'm holding you to that. Okay, give me seven and I'll make it quicker. <laughs> I'll try to make it quicker. Um, I want to make clear that I did not, uh, there was a lot of ad hominem attacks in Ms. Ford's presentation and also a little bit in Mr. Uh, uh, Ziegler. I wanna make it very clear. We understood that our spa plan, when we submitted the plans, the revised plans for the ADU to the city, we thought mistakenly that our spa patio plans included the spa in it. We were mistaken. When we got back the plans, we had, when, sorry, when I, when I presented the plans to my contractor, it did have the spa in the patio. That was, the patio was approved, but the spa we thought was in it, we were mistaken. I had them dig, I had them uh, pour the walls, and then we had an inspection, and the inspector said, wait a minute, I don't see this in the plans. And I said, no, it's on the last page. He goes, no, it's not. I was like, oh no. 
So then we immediately uh, spoke with Kenneth Henry, the building inspector, and he said, okay, we're um, stop work on the spa, apply for a permit. I said, no problem. And I immediately that month did so. It was an honest mistake. There's no intent to deceive. There's a lot of, maybe because I'm a lawyer, I'm not sure exactly why Ms. Ford and Mr. Kasani have these suspicions of my intentions, but I think Mr. Brinkman was pretty clear about how I am. I'm a reasonable guy. And I, um, I want to make clear that uh, that was a good faith mistake that we immediately tried to correct by applying for this variance before it got too far. And we didn't do any more work on that spa for the last two years. The only thing we've done work on, and they might be hearing, is the patio, which is complete. And the cover, everything's done on that, but not the spa. Nothing's changed on that. Um, we, I've, 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 you can talk to Mr. Henry. I've, my plans are extremely detailed. I wasn't trying to pull a fast one on the city. I did design the plans. I did have a professional engineer look at them. Ms. Ford is correct. I did not have a professional survey done prior to the plans, which is not required. Um, but we did understand because of Mr. Kasani's representations to me in 2018 that that fence was the rear property line. It straddled both of our properties. That's why he wanted me to pay for it for its repair in 2018 and 19. I reasonably understood that that fence was the property line and we did our plans accordingly. However, also showing reasonableness, when Ms. Ford presented with uh, the Carruthers survey, we adjusted our plans accordingly for the spa. It doesn't affect the ADU at all. As far as the ADU goes, I'll just quickly address a couple of points and I'll be done. Um, Mr. Ziegler was talking about um, this all being about the ADU. It's not all about the ADU. This is all about the available outdoor space on this entire property for any of these units. And it just so happens that this spa is serving solely the ADU. But it's, we're not trying to um, dovetail a spa variance with an ADU permission. That's not what's going on. Um, I, am the, I am the listed resident of this ADU when it is built. They're making assumptions that I don't, I'm not going to live there. And um, I, uh, I also want to tell Ms. Ford and Mr. Ziegler, uh, as an attorney, I have a duty, an ethical professional duty, not to lie to government agencies. I could lose my bar license if I did that. None of these things were intentional that they're talking about. Regarding the uh, character attack, regarding our having drainage going into their planter box during the construction. Let's not bring you know, up old stuff like okay, that. Okay, we won't bring up old stuff. I'll just say we addressed every single one of those and improve their property after. I know, but okay. That, so that, that's not really the same. Last thing I'll say, um, um, it's a Mr. Ziegler is correct. It is a problem regardless of the ADU. All of these structures uh, that he's mentioning exist on other properties in the district, the child's the pools, the child structures, whatever. And if we wanted to put something in the 18A backyard, not the ADU, but the 18, unit 18A, our other unit, we would be here asking for a variance as well. So it's, it's because of the limited space on our property that is the basis. And 
I'm not sure that Mr. Ziegler has actually read our September 24th, 2022 letter to the city, which is the revised justification letter for this variance. It very detailed provide facts supporting every one of those findings. Um, and there is, by the way, a very huge view of the bay from this ADU. And we're, I just want to assure them, however, that the, we're not asking for uh, the fence to be brought down anywhere along our rear property line or to make a hole in the fence, except to lower it in front of the ADU. We don't even ask them to do it in front of the patio. Where in fact, we have offered to build a more substantial fence there for them at our expense to help address their concerns, but they don't seem to want to hear that. So um, then, uh, and, and, and this is in harmony with the general plan, the use of the um, use of outdoor space is part of the general plan. And um, it is completely consistent, as Mr. Brinkman said, with the um, residential qual uh, uh, nature of this area. And um, so in some, um, uh, this, uh, oh, uh, regarding the notice, I received notice from the uh, Mrs. Gonzalez. I received an email from her. I received a call from her. I also got up, there was a posting on our property of this hearing um, for the neighborhood to see. And Ms. Gonzalez also told me when I asked her specifically that she had contacted the HOA uh, residents regarding this hearing. So that Mr. Ziegler didn't get notice. I'm not sure why that didn't happen, um, if that's true. So, um, in, in some, uh, you know, character attacks on me are just misplaced. I'm a good guy. I'm, I'm being honest. I made some mistakes. I've corrected them by doing this variance application. I haven't done any further work on this boss since then. And I'm still willing, despite the attacks, to be reasonable and work with Ms. Ford and Mr. Ziegler to try and come and address their concerns. Thank you. Thank you, David. Thank you. Um, I do have one more question, and then I think I'm, I'm ready to, to make a decision. Um, one other question was there was reference to other, um, uh, other variances in the, in the, in the, um, in the district. So, David, were you, did, have you researched any of those variances in the past? Yes. So you researched them with the city and confirmed Yeah, I, I spoke with, uh, um, I was assisted by the prior associate Lily, planner. Lily Whalen. Uh, well, her associate planner. Oh, um, uh, uh, I'm sorry. Uh, was it a male or female? Female. Elena? Yes, Elena Lip. Yeah. Yeah. And um, she provided me with a link to, um, she was compiling a database of prior granted variances by the city uh, that might be relevant. And she also gave me guidance on where to look in the city's website for variances. And that's where I found the nine Edwards Avenue variance, September 7, 2014, where the planning commission approved a variance for a 10 foot high retaining wall and a 42 inch high safety railing and a nine and a half foot high flagstone patio exceeding the height standard by six and a half feet. 
of, of six and a half feet by three and a half feet and extending into the required side yard by one foot six inches. And that's where I got that considered collectively uh, criteria that I went through in my uh, opening. And then there was also the um, 18, 22, and 26 Atwood Avenue, which is three and a half blocks away. And those were uh, at least two of those, I believe, and maybe a third now has been approved for variances for the decks extending almost over the entire rear setbacks for these because they're substandard size parcels, which is like ours, substandard size. And then there's 10 Second Street where a variance was granted a while back for uh, side yard setbacks for the residents to go over the side yard setbacks. That's uh, a block away. Okay. Or less, less, actually two houses away. Yeah. Um, and there, there's other ones I listed in the September 24th, 2022 justification letter. Um, all those are there and there's photos of each of them. Um, and uh, so that, that there, there's an exhibit there that's um, showing that. Okay, thank you. So with that, um, I think I've heard enough. I didn't mean it that way though. <laughs> I think I've heard enough input from uh, from from everybody. Uh, thank you, staff, and the applicant and the public for for your input on this. Um, uh, so I think what I'm going to do in this case, um, I am going to approve the um, draft resolution, which makes the findings for approval of the variance to allow a reduced rear yard setback of one foot ten inches on the east side and two foot ten inches on the west side of the accessory dwelling unit spa to be located in the existing patio for the ADU at 16 Second Street. And I make these based on the findings in the staff report and the resolution um, as long as well as the conditions of approval based in, uh, in the uh, uh, draft resolution. Okay. Okay. Uh, uh, Mr. Horter, just to make clear for the record that um, the ADU's actual legal address is 18D, Second Street. Okay. Well, we've been using 16 for ever since I've been here, so. Yeah, so. And, that's, and that's legitimate too. It's all, it's all one, one parcel, yeah. Okay. So does anybody have any questions for me? No, I uh, no. And I, I just want to say while I have them, here uh, again, Mr. Ziegler and Ms. Ford, I'm not taking any offense at anything you're saying. And I am still more than happy to talk with you to address because I am, regardless of what happened at this hearing or later, I am still your neighbor and I intend to be a good one. If you need anything- I, I'm not from, perfect, I'm not perfect. <laughs> if you need anything from me, Ms. Ford, feel free to reach out, okay? Thank you. All right. Thank you all for attending.